Welcome to the Next Level Show, where we talk with people behind Next Level ideas, products and technology that are changing the world around us. I'm Lubo Smith, the co-founder and CEO of STRV. And my guest today is my good friend Tino Ernciar, also known as Tino Forbidden. Tino has gone through a rap career with millions of YouTube views, built multiple successful businesses and worked at Red Bull in Salzburg, which all led him to start the love brand Life is Porno. Right now, Tino is breaking into the Web3 space with his latest NFT project, The Rumpel Crew which is a street art corrected community built to last, connect and withstand the swings of the bear market. In this episode, we discuss Tino's life journey, what it means to build a love brand and his insights from building and growing communities that are here to stay, not just within the NFT space. So let's dive right in. GM, GM, my man. GM, I wanted to uh, ask you right off the bat, uh, if uh, you have missed uh, being at Art Basel, if you saw did, everything that course. was happening. The FOMO was real. It was as real as it could be, of course. Uh, it's always with the, the NFT events, you know, like you see your home, whole timeline being quiet on one side. And at the same time, when you see something there, it's usually something from the events. So yes, I did uh, miss it. I, I couldn't go, couldn't have gone. But uh, at the same time, you know, like you, you know, like you, we cannot be everywhere. And uh, and uh, I had a nice representation there, and you guys did a, a really cool event together with the Grateful Show with us. So I was kind of there in the heart, you know. <laughs> you were definitely there in spirit. <laughs> cool. And uh, I also saw some of your stickers uh, there. See. So. Yeah, not, th- not that's just the funniest spirit. part. That's the funniest part uh, because uh, Grateful Abe he was also giving out some some of the stuff that I sent to some people. So many people actually thought that I was there, that I was just joking, I'm not coming, and they just missed me because it was so much happening. You know, <laughs> oh, it's a shame we missed each other. I'm like, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. That's that's awesome that it's uh, working like that. Yeah, the dynamic cool. of the environment. Well, we started on the Degen wave uh, uh, right off the bat, but. Uh, I would like to take a little step back and sure. uh, like just cover a little bit of your journey of combining entrepreneurship uh, as well as, you know, the community building aspect mm-hmm. of what you are doing. You are very active uh, in the local community here and uh, um, you decided to go full speed with uh, <laughs> the NFTs and uh so like how I wish this is just my half half speed bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just half speed now. Okay, I got it. But but still like you yeah, are of one of the um one of the people especially here uh around Prague that is dedicating uh, it a lot of effort and That's you true. come with huge legacy. People know you, people know you for uh for other things that that you have done in the past. Uh, your uh, awesome clothing brand and uh, uh, also the the forbidden spot uh, mm. that you have put together. But uh, like, what was the point that uh, pretty much uh, made you to decide? Okay, there is something up and coming uh, with this technology, and I would mm. like to give it a shot. Yeah, well, uh, it was several of the points, I guess, and it was kind of accumulating. So it's exactly two years ago when I was driving. I, I, I've said the story several times, but uh, I was driving home for Christmas, you know, like in this song, like driving home for Christmas. And and uh, I was listening to a podcast. Uh, my son was uh, was sleeping in the in the back and and I 
took uh, took down the the headphones and told my wife like uh, this NFT things thing it's it's like popping up in my life way too often right now. So I heard it in like two weeks or three weeks for several from several people, like Kevin Rose was one of them uh, and Gary Vee was another. And they kept, you know, like being too serious about it. And I'm like, I need to take it more seriously because usually when I hear about something, a book or whatever, from two like separate uh, sources, I usually start paying attention. And it can be a trend, it can be a technology, it can be whatever. And I did start paying attention, and uh, you know, it was uh, I was already on Clubhouse uh, th- that December. So I spent like the nights uh, when uh, everybody was sleeping. I spent on Clubhouse rooms and just looking around and lo- looking at the videos during the, the Christmas time. And you know, like that was the rabbit hole. And then, uh, then the beginning of the year, it just kept going and going. There were quite a few like new mints that I was looking at. Uh, v Friends was kind of like my kind of center of uh, this kind of universe where I was looking most and uh, there was a lot of education going on in that ecosystem. So that was my uh, start, I would say, uh, everything happening around that. And, you know, then it was just, just kept going and going. And uh, when you asked me, like, when was it uh, when I said, yes, this is, this is something I, uh, I need to, or like, I want to put more attention to, I think it just kept going. So first it was me as a collector, then, you know, like I, Ever since I started, I had in my head, how can I connect it to those things that I'm doing? You know, like how can I connect to my brand, to the art space that we do? We have an art label working with artists. How do do these things click? And they didn't f- for a while. So I was only this <laughs> DJ in discords <laughs> and just being there and spending like uh, ETH uh, on nonsense and just minting stuff. And uh, and but I was there, you know, looking at why some projects why the tipping point is just like where they're they're flying on the other ones are doing the same spending the same amount of budget even more and there it's not working for them so i was looking more from like this community perspective from uh the the activities perspective and it just uh it just kept going and going yeah and uh in march 2021 it's funny we released our first nft uh so it was like pretty early i would say and uh 2021 was it no 2020 was and uh, no i don't well uh, 2021 yeah 2020 end you of 2020 i started ago, yeah right? exactly so. so so 2021 in march the years go so fast in <laughs> nft right. space right we released our first nft it was just a kind of a joke because we had a collection with the uh, absinthe company like destillery uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, let's just mint it as an NFT. Like uh, the the guy who uh, who mints it uh, can get also the 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 physical bottle. Mm-hmm. And they were sold out like crazy. So, oh. uh, so he got it, and he's the, this this was our entrance as a brand. I actually saw like it, it had some uh, unique design of the bottles, right? And or you did something for the promotion of it? Yeah. So it was uh, it was uh, the first collection that we did with Jufanek was uh, the bottles themselves, like the the absinthe, because yeah. he's uh, he's award winning uh, yeah. distiller from uh, for absinthe. And, That's right. Um, and he called me once, and he's like, because we were talking about we had been talking about the the collab before, and he was like, dude, I distilled something. And I had it in my mouth and it's porno. <laughs> and what comes to my mind when I say porno, it's you. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's go. And uh, so so we did this and uh, we also did uh, handmade editions. They were like all painted mm-hmm. and we did the auction, but they, they were like offline. This oh, was like a offline it. auction. And that, it was that's like, probably what I saw because I remember the beautiful uh, bottle. 
uh, yeah, of Absinthe. Yeah, it took off. It was, uh, it was like people were buying it for like 500 700 uh, euros and stuff. So it was, it was crazy. But you mentioned that you were very early, like towards the end of 2020, entering the space. It was like barely the, the very inception of, uh, of NFTs happening. I think it all started throughout the... Uh, 2021 and mm -hmm. even even when you mentioned gary and uh kevin rose um yeah like it it like kevin rose just celebrated a year of uh minting the the proof pass uh, oh was it okay so uh like it seems like you picked it up like at the at the very right time to be able to absorb everything and then to transition into being an active player right uh, uh having uh some of your NFT collections and building communities around that. Um, it seems like the timing was uh, of the essence as well. Well, yeah, we, we still say we're still early or too early. That's that's what I keep asking. You know, are we too early or early enough? You know, so it's that that's the question. But uh, yeah, I, of course, like I, I've been following uh, uh, mainly Gary, but also Kevin. Uh, I've been following Kevin through Tim Ferriss that I love from like the Web two space. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, when these kind of people uh, put their attention and money into a technology, then you need to start paying attention. What should I tell you? You know, you know the best. So, yeah, I think the timing was right. But at the same time, I keep saying, you know, uh, I didn't rush. So, I, of course, my head was full because I'm, I, I love, you know, like coming up with something and just, uh, just do it uh, kind of like a, uh, whatever, you know, like MVP and, and just, just test it out. But at the same time, I'd say, like, take your time. You'll see. You don't have to rush and everything to myself. And and I was just uh, absorbing and, like, really trying to go from bottom up, I guess. And then when you got to uh, uh, finally minting uh, the Rumpel crew, uh, which is, uh, I assume, your main uh, NFT project mm -hmm. right now, and, like, it was, like, how was the how was the timing? Because, like... Uh, especially throughout this year, we are going through like interesting times. Yeah, so uh, it was... And you also had to um, take the community that you have uh, built mm. in the, uh, what we can call Web 2 world uh, mm. and transition them into Web 3. How was that? Yeah, that's that's a tough question. Uh, so just just for a background for the for the listeners or the viewers, uh, I run a streetwear brand for 10 years and uh, our community is... Uh, you know, like it's not really like a Web3 or like a, a technology natives, I would say. And uh, for me, it was uh, like a no brainer. I knew that uh, NFTs are art and community and I want to connect it and, and connect it to the brand. But at the same time, I knew that it will be really hard to onboard people. And I actually spent like half a year at least really doing this like uh, Instagram live, uh, doing these sessions, how to get people on Discord, and so on, and and just just trying to kind of educate them uh, the 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 existing community, which was like partly successful because uh, like the community is small, but I, I think very very strong. And at the same time, we would want we 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 wanted to communicate to the the Web three world, the NFT world, right? Which is a different kind of communication. You cannot go to basic in terms of like explaining and everything. So it was like really hard in your head, like as a marketeer, you know, like at one point you have to go this onboarding thing and one, uh, you have to uh, con convince this NFT world that, that your project is legit and stuff. 
So that was uh, that was very tough uh, when I started with this this part of the question, and now I have no idea what was the second. <laughs> the second no, part. Well, it was around the, the timing, timing of of uh, when you actually yeah. decided to go so, and meant it. So basically, a year ago, uh, uh, December January, we were pretty much ready to launch the Rumpel Crew collection. Rumpel is like a street art character that we've had for years. Uh, Kacher, the, the artist, he painted him, I don't know, like 12 years ago or something like that. And we've been using him. Uh, but then we were like, uh, we still wanted to make it better and uh, do something further and so on. And unfortunately, it took us uh, a bit too long time, also with like, uh, you know, like tech side and everything. And we launched in May. And the day of our mint, uh, the pre-sale mint was the crash of Terra and Luna. You know? <laughs> so that was, uh, and I was like very proud how we, you know, like how we had all the alpha groups come in and on whitelisted and, and, you know, like we were curating the allow list a lot and, and making sure that we have like the cool people there. The mint came and people didn't care. They were bleeding, you know. So it was very hard for us for uh so basically this part of like the nft community very very small part uh, minted in the end but uh our community was actually pretty like went pretty pretty deep and uh the the, the discord is still uh, pretty alive still and and the guys are forming there uh some of them were here at the at the strv christmas meeting so they keep meeting each other uh quite a lot so i think we started something uh, as, a, as a small platform for uh for our audience for our existing community and we somehow mix them also with the with the web3 world so even though like it could have been much better oh wow it can be much much better <laughs> but uh at the same time like uh it was my decision uh i could have postponed it but at the same time like that would, it would probably like didn't mean that much yeah i feel like postponing it uh any further would probably like would you wait for uh the fall of ftx then <laughs> <laughs> right like th throughout this year there's been just so many of uh, these uh, big hits mm. that uh, attacked the web3 space that i don't feel that there actually was a better timing but uh, yes and no because uh, i i agree uh, i think uh, of course like a week before even a week before would make a difference but uh when I now talk to some founders and they, they ask for an advice and they're like, oh, we want to launch now before Christmas and we need to do this. And, and like, okay, first things first. And now I look back. So it's easy for me to say, because uh, I know we rushed into some things and it was not necessary. I, I, I had a feeling that the community is already in pressure, that we are like postponing and stuff like that. But they're not, they're fine. They, if you explain it in the right way, okay, we need a few more months. They'll be fine. They'll be there. Or like the, the 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 core ones will be there, but at the same time, you know, like people tend to rush uh, for for some reason. We all do, and uh, what I keep saying, like uh, it's uh, it's you have all the time in the world, and if you don't re release it now before Christmas, there will be another whatever spring event or whatever before which you can you can do it, and that's the thing. Nobody knows about what ETH or Bitcoin is gonna be doing or like the whole macro. So like the whole crypto timing and stuff like that like the more you overthink it, it it's, it's probably even worse you are right so just going with your gut feeling uh is that what you would suggest well i did uh, to people? it didn't work that well but yeah but um, I, I think so yeah gut feeling and and also like there were some some uh signals telling me like 
ah, maybe you should wait and uh, maybe you should go ahead already. And I just kept, you know, like uh, postponing. So it's, it's, it's both, you know, like uh, you keep listening to your gut feeling and convincing yourself that, that you, you are right. But at the same time, if, if I listen more, maybe, maybe, but who, who the hell knows? For me, it's very interesting to see how my perception of everything is changing over time because mm. uh, for a moment, uh, and I think it was around a year ago, uh, I had a feeling that everything was headed into uh, becoming DAOs and like uh, everything would get tokenized yeah. and uh, um, there was a huge rise of uh, all of those NFT communities and they were building their fancy roadmaps and <laughs> everything everything looked bright and shiny and i was like okay how do we how do we play a role mm. in that and i still do believe that it's a huge trend um and it's something that is here to stay uh, it will get uh, more adoption over time but it's not as bright and shiny as it seemed a year ago to me i think people are taking a little bit more cautious approach right now. Which is good, which is good because uh, I kept saying, you know, uh, everybody was like, uh, people when, when they were asking me, like, is, it, is it a bubble? I don't think it is a bubble. I think it, it was a big gold rush. You know, like people were trying to get the quick buck, trying to, uh, to get there, you know, like exactly like be there at the right moment. And many people got really rich from whatever you know like whatever you released it just worked uh during the bull during like the 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 tipping That's point the of the funny bull. part of it that uh it's like people did not really look into what's behind it there was just so many new people entering the space there, there was not enough supply to satisfy the demand and then that's what happens right that people go and buy everything yeah, and that's, uh, I think, w w the reason why I'm saying it's good, uh, and of course, my portfolio is bleeding too, uh, is uh, that, you know, like uh, now, when you think about investing into something, let's call it investing, or buying, collecting, whatever, uh, you think of the founder, you think who's behind, can they deliver? And I think that's 100% difference, you know, because, of course, you can come up with a crazy cool uh, uh, next character. Uh, I, I don't know what kind of animal you can exploit more and, and uh, put, put them uh, any kind of adjective and, and, and put their like, like making, a, making a collection, it's not that hard. Yeah. Creating a story around it, it's not that hard. Of course, like during the bull market, if you, if you had several plugs that you, that you just plug in terms of marketing, it just works. And uh, at the same time, you know, people were not thinking about taxes. People were not thinking about setting up the real company, only promising these kind of like it's promises, it's slides, you know, like in start in your like uh, era of like startups, uh, when you started, it, it was the slides and VCs. You go, you, you create several slides and you just sell them air, thin air, you know. And, and now it was the same. You have shiny roadmap with uh, uh, something, uh, a 3D thing, and, uh, and everybody was, uh, was uh, planning something in a game like, uh, uh, or, or something in the metaverse in a building. And nobody really did. Like there is like few projects that actually did. And the reason for that, like they were not properly set up for this. And of course, they didn't think about like, okay, uh, in one year, I'll have to pay taxes from all these ETH that I already spent on my uh, uh, CryptoPunks and ETH or, or Lambos or you name it. And, and, and these kind of things, it's, uh, it's basics. And uh, that's why I think like, I'm actually 
really enjoying this time. And uh, the reason for that is uh, even like the the events that we mentioned in the beginning, the IRL events, but also like the, the people who are active on Twitter right now, who are active, who are there. They are builders. They are there for the long term. They're not people who are like, okay, I lost a lot of money or I, I might have lost or like I lost a little bit because I was cautious I, or I took profits. But at the same time, I'm not there just for the money. All of us are in the end. It's about like building something that brings us uh, closer to money. But at the same time, like I'm there because I believe in the technology. I believe that the community, it's like, it's, it's amazing. Like the, the Web3 community is just, it's just great. I, I, I really feel part of it. I really enjoy it. And, uh, and I think it's something different than, yeah. than I've experienced. I would say that the money is the byproduct of you um, achieving uh, some of your goals, right? And the in goals, the ideal world, in, in yeah. the ideal world, because I feel like if you put the uh, put money first, then uh, it does not create the right uh, intentions. That's uh, kind of the way how I look at it, right? Yes. For me personally, and I can uh, uh, share with you a little bit of of my stories, like. I love building products. I love building digital products. And like, uh, I have a company that does that. And th this for me is the journey, right? And byproduct of that is that, okay, we build products, they are successful, or we build them for clients and they pay us. And yes, it, it comes, but like, it's not the, you know, main goal. And I think uh, oftentimes people um, think of it as the main goal and then they struggle with like uh, doing something that they would uh, enjoy and so mm. on. Yes, uh, there's another angle though. This is this is the ideal uh, scenario because you have everything else in place. So you can focus on your thing and there is somebody else really focusing on that or your financials, your cash flow and everything is uh, is in the right order, you know. So you can actually focus on delivering something really, really cool, which people are willing to uh, pay money for. At the same time, mainly like entrepreneurs and I did it for several years as well was going this like uh, my head in the future and like just building and just doing crazy, like cool stuff. But the financials and like the cash flow, it just catches you if you don't have the, the right people, the right kind of things. Uh, and you don't focus on money because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm this visionary, whatever, you know, like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm here about the art. And, 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 and if you don't focus on money at all, that's also bad. Uh, bad. It's not good, you know? So if you, if you are already in the position that you can focus on it, that's amazing because then you have this freedom and you know that you are delivering the best that you can. But at the same time, when you forget about, it's in the end about paying the bills, paying the employees, paying the team. And you know, like there comes the time when, when you're like, oh shit, where, where am I going to get the money for, for yeah. all, the, uh, all the salaries this month? And it comes. In, in, like, in, in, it I have experienced come. that. I imagine. And I... What's so funny about what you are saying is that I have been exactly in, in those shoes and um, I think it has taken many, many years uh, for us to realize that the purpose of the company, as much as you would like to glorify it and say like, we are here to uh, make the world a better place, we are here to uh, help people get connected <laughs> or entertain them, whatever that is, right? There is a fundamental element uh, of the company uh, or, or a fundamental element of doing a business and it's to make profit. Absolutely. Because if, if that's not there, then 
There, there is the end yeah. of the journey yeah. somewhere, right? <laughs> and if I, if you are extremely well-funded startup that can keep bleeding money for five, ten years, um, yes. But uh, to me, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, you you have you have an end somewhere, and unless you break it, right? So so that's that's hundred percent right. That like for you sure. need to find a balance, but. What I find extremely uh, inspiring is that you have uh, you're very strong when it comes to the culture lifestyle and like you love uh, skateboarding and you have created many brands now that are based around around that lifestyle and like uh, when it comes to the the fashion brand that you have that's like very uh, targeted uh, within those kinds of people I would say. Like, what was the, was it primarily that you were doing it for yourself uh, and friends? Uh, and that's how it kind of started. And how, what was the transition to make it an actual business? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, I've been in the, the street culture, as, uh, as I'd call it, since basically childhood. So I started skateboarding, snowboarding in very in very early age, uh, which is pretty crazy here in uh, and mainly coming from a from a small town you know but uh, we had a strong skate community and and uh i i've i was around like the street culture around graffiti around street art since like 14 15 uh whatever and um uh, uh, for me uh the, the big part of the journey was then i i used to work for red bull so i was i was working for red bull and of course there was a, a big uh uh part of um, uh, my journey mainly in terms of like uh, how to build a brand and, and like kind of uh, experiencing it firsthand, you know, like that, uh, that the community and uh, the, the, the subcultures are very strong. And, uh, and, and I was there natively somehow organically in those subcultures, you know, so uh, I was doing music. So I was a lot with, um, with, uh, with in this kind of like music world and DJs, uh, B-boys and, and like the whole hip hop culture, uh, this, uh, graffiti, as I said, street art. Uh, and then of course, like the, the action sports, skateboarding, snowboarding mainly. And then it was just, I don't know, somehow it, it just started uh, connecting. And, and uh, when I was 18, I founded my first uh, business uh, or 17, I started my first business, which was an e-shop with, uh, uh, for skaters, so like skateboarding e-shop. So like, I, I was there somehow involved in, that, in those communities uh, in, like very early. And uh, then, I don't know, like connecting it to art. And with our brand, it's, it's a bit different because... Uh, we're not a skate brand and that's the, that's the thing you know like we created something that uh people take for theirs they 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 feel like okay life is porno i can somehow uh relate to it we never gave definitions of it to them and they found their their way you know like so if i'm a skater for me it's like the skating and going hardcore way or like if i'm a party animal that's my life is porno if i'm an entrepreneur for me it's something else you know yeah. it's about or if i'm a traveler it's about traveling the world going to different and and i think that's good because um, these different subcultures can somehow mix and 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 connect together and and that's that's most fascinating for me i guess and uh, you have had a big milestone uh, in the past couple of weeks with Life is Porno because you released uh, your first uh, sneaker, right? Yeah, the sneakers. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's a big thing in the life of um, of a brand for because like to create a hoodie or a t-shirt, it's it's fairly easy, right? Or beanies, whatever. But uh, once you're going more into technical stuff, uh, so like we we do also like a 
like a technical jacket or whatever, that's that's harder. So like when you meet someone and tells you they have a brand and you look at the, uh, the portfolio and you see a puffer jacket, you know, like they know their shit, you know, like because to create a, uh, uh, to develop a puffer jacket, for instance, or something like that, it's, it takes a bit of, uh, you, you must know your shit. And uh, it's the same with sneakers. So we've been trying to get our own sneakers for like three years at least in different uh, scenarios. So we were, you know, like trying uh, as a collapse, uh, as our own and uh, and de- developing it. And when you are basically, you're still a small local brand and, uh, you know, unless you, you uh, produce like tens of thousands of pieces, nobody uh, relevant really talks to you because you're, you're, you're all of a sudden, you're uh, really up there competing with Nikes and, and uh, Adidas and Pumas of this world, you know? So, uh, but we managed to find a really cool producer and uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's cool. Like it's, uh, it's pretty much sold out the first day. We only had uh, several, uh, like the small sizes, uh, there left like five or six pieces or something. So it's like all that. gone now. Yeah, it was, it was pretty much gone the first day. So it was, I think like 10 or 15 pieces left, uh, the next day. And, and there might be like one or two still, still there, the small sizes, but, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it was. Uh, did uh, did you talk anywhere about the total volume of uh, sneakers? That no, we didn't. But uh, we didn't really communicate it. But it was it was pretty limited. As, yeah, so it's uh, it was pretty. So it's limited. a unique uh, kind of thing. Yeah, and it's our we call it uh, zero or life life zero because you have the life sign on the side yeah. and and it so looks, it looks very nice. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. So we we call it like a zero sneaker because uh, we of course want to. Uh, continue with it, and uh, so the next one, the one, will be OG. So it will be all white, and uh, we're coming uh, with that uh, in, uh, in in spring. And then you know, like we continue with the colorways. But um, for like the the first part was the hardest one, you know, like with the silhouette, with everything, like the sole and everything. It's it's just it's just so many things that can uh, that can get screwed up uh, on the uh, during the process, and it's funny because uh, you know, like. With the product, you know it uh, from mainly like the digital product or like delivering it. And with physical product, it's just, it's also like so many things that can go sideways or wrong or, or completely. So let's say a year ago, we uh, briefed three different companies at the same time, or producers for sneakers, for the same sneaker. One sent us the sample, first sample, two weeks before we already were uh, with the batch ready and, 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 and about to launch, you know? So like you could, if we went only with that direction, we would still have just the first sample, which was terrible. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, like you just have to try, you just need to, it sometimes costs you money or time, but you, you need to try, you need to test. And, uh, and when it works, you just double down. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's, that's super interesting. Uh, and I describe I would describe it in a way that like I come from the software world, right? And for me, uh, uh, what I always am fascinated by is when I see people building hardware. Mm. Because if you are building hardware, well, it's not like it's not like an app. Uh, if uh, you uh, want to change something, you just change a little bit of code, <laughs> and suddenly it's working. With hardware. Well, uh, you have probably already produced uh, uh, and manufactured yeah. a, a batch of the products and mm. there is no way of going mm. back. And I feel like what you are describing is very similar when it comes to, of course, like we at STR, we are obsessed with merch, but we have, I think, not yet uh, tapped into the uh, difficult pieces, right? We have t-shirts, hoodies, beanies, uh, 
uh, sweatpants, mm-hmm. um, and like we we rather like uh, really search for the right material, the right fit, and everything. But like really getting a, a like designing a sneaker and designing a sneaker that I think when when I, when I saw your designs, it looks very specific, and you have the life on the side and. Uh, to me, it feels like uh, very similar to building hardware. It's uh, Maybe, yeah. it's a it's a complex process. I mean, at the same and you time, can, you can't get it wrong. Well, at the same time, with sneakers, you know, like it's everything was made up already. You have a feeling, you know, like everything we've seen, and and you know, like uh, there is, of course, you can go nuts with like uh, different shapes, but you can never afford that because you know, like Nike can afford it because they have their own factory and they can go wild with the artifact uh, soul going on different shapes. But, you know, you somehow you are limited with uh, what's existing and kind of uh, building up on that. And that's uh, that's uh, uh, just just uh, one step back uh, to your to uh, what you said before, you know, like, which is fine. It's not your prime focus. It's not it's not the merchandising. It's not the clothing business. But at the same time, you like good material. So you you create it as good as you can. And this is also like, you know, uh, the difference between like the brands and and we have to because this is our main focus and main product and, and we have to go a bit deeper than you. But for you, I think it, even the easier way is to connect with someone who's already doing it, who's been through this shit and, and like going going through that, uh, you know, like the, the, the mud of it and everything. You know, like you don't have focus, you don't have time and energy for it uh, unless you, you know, yeah. unless you do. <laughs> uh, at the same time, one of the STRV principles is strive for more. And we don't want to approach it just like here is our logo printed somewhere on the hoodie and, and uh, give it to us. We like we go above and beyond uh, to to make sure that, uh, you know, it's uh, like, of course, like we are not a clothing brand and we will never be at the same time. We try to give it a lot more attention than uh, a tech company yeah, normally perfect. would, because uh, that's just the the nature of yeah. uh, how we do things. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, that's, and that and makes then sense. what you what you get on the flip side is that like people are obsessed with it. People love wearing it, and it's like a uniform. Uh, and so I think that's that's what you get as as the as the reward. And um, to me, this is this is the aspect of when you are like building a culture, right? And mm. the more you invest into it, the more you get back. Um, and uh, I I believe you also have a great experience with uh, building those communities uh, on like multiple different businesses that that you now have, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I, the the book that I released it's called Forbidden, and it was uh, you know, and it was pre NFT era, and it was it was about building brands and communities. And the word community is it's so overused in the NFT or like the Web three space. You know, it's uh, sometimes people, and mainly this was this was very visible. Back to our conversation, it was very visible in the in the bull market. People who had their mouth full of uh, community. Like if you if you went really deep, like what does what is your community uh, built on? It's most like most ninety nine percent or ninety five percent. Okay, let's be fair. It's profit. People are there to make money. Seriously, why are they on your Discord? Yeah. Why you got them there? Because they want to flip. They want to own something that might be valuable, that might be the, the next big thing or whatever. It's not that they fell in love with your artwork, might have, okay, those 5%. But it's most of the people were just uh, bind or like uh, bounded by by the, the profit of it, you know? And 
there are different like uh, 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 examples. Let's say the hundreds with Adam Bomb Squad. Yeah, that's the community be- before community. You know, like uh, I was wearing Adam Bomb when I was uh, in high school. You know, as a as a, as a skate brand and uh, the same staples with staple wears and so on. This is these are the brands that yes they can speak about community because they had them. Plus they they managed to kind of re. Imagine it in in the uh, the Web three space and build on that. So I think uh, it's 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 very interesting to to look at the even use of the word community because sometimes what people tend to call a community might not be a community. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree with that. Um, speaking of brand building, what do you think makes the brand to thick? Like what? Like because you have you have. <laughs> done it over and over again uh, and you have built great brands and I feel like when I look at uh, Forbidden, when I look at Life is Porno, um, even when I look at Rample, like it to me, it like like I see something uh, on the inside, mm. right? And it resonates. It it delivers some sort of message. And you mentioned with Life is Porno that it's it has never been like defined, so it can work for myself as an entrepreneur. Uh, sometimes things get uh, really, really <laughs> tough, and uh, I could apply it to that. Yeah. But what do you think uh, makes the the like the brands to to take? And what would you? How would you advise uh, people on on building a great brand or a love brand? That's that's a good question uh, and and a tough one. It basically impossible to uh, to answer. But uh, well, uh, you definitely have a, there are, some opinion on that, right? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I wrote a book about it, so, <laughs> so I, I, I must have an opinion. <laughs> uh, uh, no, but uh, for for me, building a brand is uh, it has de- different aspects. So uh, first of all, I think you need to know your audience. Who are you building for? If you know, like some people are like, yeah, but uh, no, it's it's very few people, or like whatever. There is no audience for it. No, you're just not communicating to the right crowd, probably because it's seven billion, billion or eight billion now people in the world, and there must be those thousand or ten thousand people who are willing to to pay you for something or like go with you. So I think the audience is like the the most important thing before building a community is, is the audience because you you must know. Who are you talking to? Is it niche? Is it mass? And and then it starts the the dot starts uh, coming. You know, if it's a mass, then uh, you you go different direction in terms of like the media that you use, in terms of like the visuals that you use, the the names, the the the, the wording, the the, the language. Uh, and for me, brand is everything, everything. Even like me sitting here, I'm part of uh, my brand story somehow. Even though we've never in ten years with Diane. Uh, we've never really been uh, the faces of the brand that much. So like we really, uh, as Live is Porno, it's people know us as the co-founders, but it was never built on our two faces or yeah. our two kind of uh, personalities. And uh, and it was pretty important for us. So we were kind of, uh, we've been just living our, our own, he as an artist, me more as an entre- entrepreneur or marketeer, uh, our own separate paths and each of us has a different kind of like little community within the community and uh so you can you can build your brand on the founder you can build on your brand on a i don't know like a, on a cartoon or a character or like a mascot or whatever but it's understanding who you want to sell to in the end or like build for 
And I think going, uh, I, I like the, the reverse engineering kind of thing, you know, like, uh, where are these people hanging out? What are they doing? What are they doing online? What are they doing offline? Uh, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be an online business. It can be like a coffee shop or whatever, you know, and just kind of trying to understand the audience that I'm about to be talking to. Of course, if you are part of that, uh, it's, it's easier for you because you've been there. And it's easier for you to build uh, something that that you know that there is a use for. And I just I just like this, you know, thinking of every single part that you are doing from your email that you're writing, from the invoice that you're sending, and uh, the the branding on the invoice. Everything is a brand. And just just thinking of it uh, seriously, not like this is brand. What uh, like the 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 web one way? What we uh, what we show in media? No, no, no. People see behind. People know that your employees, if they are like how, how they are enjoying working for you, like, you know, like who are they? And, and this, everything is brand and it's somehow, you know, mainly in this, uh, uh, in this era of, uh, of like, the, when everything is so, so global and so close to each other in terms of social, I think it's even more important, I guess. Yeah. So it's very holistic, uh, approach to it. So at least I look at it from the, from the, the, like really holistic. There might be different, uh, of course, different uh, uh, for somebody else building a brand, something else works and they go, so it, it can have more like, a, how would I say, like more scholar or like more like a, a kind of a, a, a marketing uh, encyclopedia way of building a brand. But of course, it comes back to this Kotler and, and marketing one of one that you need like product, uh, distribution, uh, four P's or five P's or how many they are yeah. and so on. In the end, it's about that. But at the same time, uh, you can call it and, and pull the, the, the most important part as much as you wish. Yeah, there's the little pieces that yeah. you need to take into account. Um, for me, brand and culture is very much connected. And <laughs> I had a funny situation yesterday uh, when my colleague uh, sent me a screenshot. Someone was trying to do some phishing attack on us. Oh, really? And they were sending text messages and emails on my behalf. And just due to us having a relatively, like I can say it, everyone says that, but having a really unique culture, <laughs> it was very apparent that it was not myself, right? Someone was just pretending to be me. Mm. And so the message was uh, worded super formally. <laughs> it was like, um, uh, May I ask you for this help uh, executing what did they want? What did, what did they want? They wanted to buy some gift cards. That's what they usually do. They okay. just uh, ask people to get gift cards, send the numbers, then they uh, cash it out. Oh, and shit. Off to the next thing. But my colleague and I loved his response to it. He was like, um, can you please confirm when you get this message? And his response was just received exclamation mark and then and then there was like super formal like can i ask you to help me with this task uh and his response was what's up <laughs> and so it was like very clear that yeah, that's, there, that's there, branding. Is, there there is like two uh two different worlds that are connected yeah but uh the, there are so many of course like uh, the phishing and uh, scamming in the nft space that's crazy that one side when I was doing the free mint with uh, Infitora and my, my mutant, it was the same, you know, like I, I think uh, on the uh, 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 Metasig found that it was like 56 people with my PFP uh, on Twitter. 
56 people are kind of, you know, like using my mutant as their profile picture. And of course, if you get a message, which is, which just sounds weird and like ask you for like some, something like really weird, it doesn't make sense that it would be me if you are communicating with me or like have been looking at how I communicate. Yeah. But also with, uh, with our brand, uh, there is this, uh, this kind of uh, giveaway scam that's going on and people are sending me screenshots. I'm like, dude, you've been wearing our brand for 10 years. And you really think that we, any of us, would send you DM in these words? And it was like, oh, you go to this uh, website, you pay, I don't know, like five euros, and, and then you enter the giveaway you won, and, and, and this is how you can claim it. I'm like, are you serious that we would write this? Like some of you, ah, it, it looked weird, but I wanted. And then, then there's this guy who was really pissed off because he, he, uh, he goes claiming his girlfriend won. And I'm like, Bro, it's it's really like there is nothing I can do. I, I wish I could, but it's 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 just common sense. It has, but those guys are good. Like they they know how to uh, act like uh, you know, like uh, instead of uh, I, there is an L or whatever, and and it just looks so real. So just gotta be careful. I have fallen victim uh, to uh, some of these, and as you say, like they can get so good that it's very hard. And like it happened to me the other day. What I, was it? Tell us. That I wake up, uh, I'm still in bed, scrolling through Twitter. I see some mint. I was like, <laughs> I was still not fully operational. I I clicked on it. Um, it looked very legit. What was it? Uh, what kind of like? I don't I don't remember what, but but it was like tied to something that okay. was that, actually that, supposed to be yeah, to be okay. happening. <laughs> yeah, and then I accidentally confirmed a couple of transactions and. Did you lose something? A couple of my NFTs from the hot wallet disappeared. No. Um, yeah. And I, no, but I think that's, that's I, it's good I, that you are saying that, you know, I, like even people who are really deeply in the NFT space can, uh, can do this stupid stuff. Like that's, that we, we keep saying that in the, on the show, like never mint anything when you are drunk, tired, hungry, and you know, and, and my number one thing is if something it's too good to be true. It's probably not. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's just it, you know, like that's it. That's exactly you it. You don't need any other rules. If it's too, if it looks too good to be true, it's most likely you're not the lucky one to mean this like special yeah. uh, extra hundred board apes that they are <laughs> minting on top of the 10,000 collection. <laughs> you would know about it. That's not, that's not happening. That's no. <laughs> definitely not happening. One thing that I thought of when you were talking about your new sneakers and them being extremely limited, did you think about combining it with some NFT element uh, to maybe have some special rights to these OG holders for the version one that is coming up in the spring? Mm. To be honest, not didn't come to my mind. Uh, we do most of our stuff is pretty limited. So we do. So we have a, a range of clothing that you can buy basically whenever uh, or uh, we release them uh, uh, in drops and uh, in, in, in like a small kind of collections. Uh, but uh, then there are like hand painted ones and the things that are like really in just few dozens pieces. And uh, yes, of course, I think there must come the time when we start doing like the certificate also in like the, uh, the, 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 as an NFT. Uh, we haven't cracked it yet. Uh, hasn't been uh, much of a focus to be honest yet, but uh, it will come for sure. Yeah. So yeah. 
And there, there could be an inspiration for you. One thing that I saw at Art Basel uh, that uh, G Money did uh, with uh, his T-shirts and uh, yeah. them having uh, the NF, uh, chip, NFC yeah. tag, uh, and people were able to tap it and mm. claim your POAP, but mm. also like with the physical item, you can always claim claim the mm. NFT. So every like anyone who has the t-shirt can claim uh mm. the uh digital yeah. ownership of that t-shirt and i find it very interesting like of course like if someone uh, t- uh like someone technically can take it from your wallet right they just tap it and they claim it uh and that's the way how it's written in the smart contract but then you still have the t-shirt yeah. right so you can uh pretty much uh claim it back from them Um, and it was funny because some people did not know that this was how the smart contract was written, and they started making offers on the collect on the entire collection. Okay. So <laughs> technically, what you uh, could do is just to accept the offer, uh, cash it out, and then scan your NFC tag again and claim it back. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, so- a little bit of a loophole uh, yeah. when it comes to yeah people need to be careful yeah and uh, regarding this uh, for me it's very uh, like uh, exciting to think about digital and digital fi- fi- whatever uh, we now uh, have done uh, an instagram filter with one of our designs uh, we've done several we have a rumple it was so funny at your event uh, I'll, i'll tell you the story at the event the christmas meetup um, I was uh, there with uh, with some of our holders, the the Rumple Crew holders, and we were just doing a video uh, with a with a filter with Rumple. So like our yeah. faces were, were as as Rumples, and there was a, there was a guy, and it was I I mean it might have been uh, looked rude. I didn't mean to be rude, but I, I just felt it was so funny. He was like looking at his, wow, this is amazing. What app is that? What app? you know like? And he was like super excited. Like what what app was that? Like. Uh, it's it's this app. It's pretty known. It's called Instagram. And he was like, <laughs> but but I I just found it hilarious because uh, <laughs> we've had we had had this uh, filter for like five years or like four years wow. before Rumple Crew NFTs. You know, so like some people are somehow you know like too much in the bubble and they are like, wow, only what happening what's happening in the NFTs. But there were things happening before the NFTs and cool things happening with AR AR filters. Let's say even before. And now we're doing uh, for one of our collection, like a liquid collection. We're doing uh, uh, the filter uh, with Moya, the agency that, that that you just film it, and and it just liquids. Uh, it's, oh. it's like in front of you the design, and it just uh, gets alive. And we're thinking next year we would like to do something that will have also its digital part. You know, so like the so you would have the the physical uh, collection, but at the same time you can also uh, claim it as a, as a digital counterpart, and. It just still still early, so th- these things are just the toys, you know. Like these are something that you can test and do, but like for the broader audience, it's just just early. Yeah, and I feel it for me. It's a great uh, test uh, of uh, the technology of what it can do, and I think it opens up thinking how it could be applied uh, in the future. Right? It's not really that uh, you have to have everything super. Uh, thought out right away, but maybe you want to test things out yeah. and see how it evolves. Um, what are some of the, speaking of the speaking of the NFT space again? Uh, what are some of the uh, 
inspiring NFT initiatives that uh, uh, you liked recently? Something that so, popped up? Yeah, so for me, I, I, I really fell in love in uh, Yuga ecosystem, I have to say. Like, I'm, I'm very bullish on it. I, I, uh, I'm, I think, like, there are so many creators and so many, so many amazing opportunities there. Just, just for one simple fact, uh, they come up, came up in the right time with the idea that you can use your NFT uh, to build your, like, uh, to build your character because you own the IP rights. And I think this is uh, this was super smart. They were not the first ones to do it, but who cares? Uh, they were they were the ones to do it like really really well. And I think this makes a lot of difference. So uh, so that's why I'm uh, I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm I can say that I'm pretty involved in like the the Yuga meta system, uh, meta or like ecosystem. Yep. Let, let's say. And uh, it's uh, it's for me like uh, when I see w- what people are doing with their IP rights, what they are doing with like licensing and and everything, like how they are using it to build a product. We talk to many people on the show uh, around this, and 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 you know like and it's for me just so exciting because for me as a person who likes building brands, this is just a whole new freaking level. It's like something that. You know, like you have this figure that is kind of famous or like uh, recognizable, let's say, yeah. and you can make it famous. You can make it the one of the most famous ones of those 10,000 or 20,000 pieces. So uh, like right now, lately, uh, Mutant Cartel is uh, is the project that uh, that I've been part of for a while. And and I really, the, the founder, Lior, he's super smart, very, uh, like very... Uh, Involved in the NFT space, and and uh, uh, he they were launching the Mutant Hounds, which is I think a really really cool case study because uh, basically rather than building your own story or the ecosystem, you kind of not even going uh, into board ape ecosystem, but mutants, which is like even the second collection, and they created the Mutant Cartel. And then for the for the cartelians, uh, or uh, they started like that uh, uh, they can have their hounds because board apes have their own dogs. Yep. So you have the you have your own dog, and the mint was going on now, and uh, I think it was pretty innovative because you you mint the collar, uh, and after collar you you collar you uh, you mint uh, the dog. Uh, it, it changes to a dog or whatever, and I think it's uh, it's it's really cool to think that you don't have to build the entire world. You can build your world inside the world, and that's for me. That's why I uh, really enjoy working with my mutant, with Infi, and and just building the story around him, and and kind of seeing like where I can take him, where he can take me, and stuff like that. So I think um, uh, this is something that that I've been really passionate about. I have to say, I met so many people in this this whole met, uh, like uh, the, the the system, the uh, the the space, uh, but not not only like uh, not only yoga related, but in general, I really love how people are thinking about building now in the bull market. I think that's it's it's amazing. Also, you know, seeing you and and people are just grinding. Those people that are grinding now, you know, that they'll be just thriving in in the bull. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, bull, but you meant bear, right? That we yeah. we, now, we now have the the bear market and yeah, it, who, it, people who are grinding yeah, now yeah, in yeah. bear will be well, will be thriving in bull. Yeah. Uh, I think that it's healthy cleanup. That's uh, how I would describe it. And like, is there any big organizations and companies that uh, you feel are making a, a good leap into into Web three? I just signed up uh, for the Starbucks Odyssey. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, couple, <laughs> well, you're half American. Couple, 
couple couple days back. Actually, I had to I had to fight through the VPN quite a bit to <laughs> to okay. make it through. Yeah. But uh, yeah, big big companies are are definitely entering the space. But is there something that catches your eye? Yeah, it's uh, so many. Front? It's absolutely like uh, it's really funny, Lubo, because uh, when people are already kind of gave up on NFTs, like the the general public, the retail kind of thing, at the same moment the big brands and big companies are going full in and like really, really full, full turbo. And so it's, it's like completely opposite directions, you know? So when these big brands start delivering and, and launching these things and it just start going like a domino, of course the public will come because they, they will have no other way to be part of the Starbucks community or whatever the reward system other than owning an NFT without knowing is an NFT, you know, sometimes. And if this moment comes, I think we have the mass adoption. So I'm really, really passionate about big brands entering the, uh, the Web3 space. We talk to quite a few of them uh, um, in our show, and it's, it's always good to, to see like how they approach it, different kind of ways how to approach it, going through community, going through somebody within the community as an advisor and stuff like that. And uh, it's really many, many great initiatives, uh, but um, they need to start coming exactly in the mass scale as Starbucks is doing. And I think like I can uh, share a perspective from our token gating and NFT ticketing solution Ender that uh, I just saw the numbers uh, yesterday that majority of the people that are actually interacting with uh, the NFT ticketing solution, they prefer to use their email wallet. Hmm. Uh, they like, so, so it's also telling us something. Yes. People want to, uh, want to have this experience, wants to, uh, they want to leverage, uh, the benefits of the blockchain, but like in order to have the mass adoption, maybe they don't, it need, it doesn't need to be put straight in their face that it's an NFT. You need a uh, MetaMask to interact. You need to sign transactions and so on. Uh, maybe it doesn't yeah. have to be that way. And I think that uh, the custodial wallets, um, as much as the crypto hardcore community doesn't like that, I think the custodial wallets uh, are going to be uh, very heavily used going forward. And the phrase, not your seed phrase, not your crypto. Well, that that is right. And I feel like if you have a lot of valuable assets, then you should probably think about uh, self-custody. Um, you don't want to have a lot of uh, uh, your crypto on exchanges on, uh, yeah, or anything. Course. We have we have uh, seen the, the downsides of Unfortunately, that. Yeah. At the same time, for the quick transactions, for the little things, well, you look for as smooth of a user experience as possible, mm. right? So I think in, in terms of that, it can help hugely with the adoption. I agree. I think uh, it's the the answer is somewhere in between. So there are so many obstacles still, and that goes back to uh, onboarding our community as a brand into the NFT space. And I understood like how many things are there, like that you need to understand and you need to kind of you know go through and put the effort in. And like those people that actually did mint, you know that they they took the extra mile. They really yeah. went deep, you know, like, because, uh, because you, it's not normal for everyone, you know, like we open this wallet here and do this, this, this for us, it's five minutes, but for the normal person that just comes there into the world, it's so overwhelming. And there are so many obstacles where it can end because you're like, oh, I'm too much. That's, I'm, I'm not doing this. Why would I do it? So it needs to be really strong. So like 
whoever finds the the right balance between of course there needs to be that there are swiss banks still still working or whatever you know like big uh, big vaults <laughs> yeah, that are yeah, working yeah. So there needs to be this part as well, but but there are also like a quick uh, money payments with uh, with with wall with with, uh, with watches and whatever. So it it needs to be somehow uh, you know like in between and made much more easier, I guess. Yeah, that's hundred percent, hundred percent right. Yeah, but it's bro, it's it's so hard to uh, the deeper you are in it, it's so hard to explain it just to to like a, a, a like normies, you know. Because it's a uh, uh, ex- example for actually I had an example from coming here. I had a phone call from a friend of mine who is like really strong marketeer in uh, in like Web two space, and he's completely lost in Web three. And he's like, I have no idea where to start. And the same in uh, another like two days ago, a really good artist, a friend of mine from childhood, and she's like, she's been uh, having exhibitions all over all over the world, and she's like, where should I start? And you're like, okay, check check these few videos and podcasts and so on. Like, yeah, I have, but it's it's just this thing. Like uh, at the same time, like uh, I think if you do your homework and and just sit down on your uh, butt and uh, and just spend those, let's say five to fifty hours, uh, I think you just you start getting to, it. You you're just start getting it exactly because it just starts yeah. uh, giving you into one direction to another, and and it just if you if you do your homework, then then. I, I feel like the fine. initial obstacle is uh, quite substantial, but uh, in my case, I have taken a two-month sabbatical and I have leveraged that to the fullest. So I was trading NFTs and <laughs> educating myself in the space, <laughs> listening to podcasts and so on. Yeah. And that gave me a, a, a good head start uh, to kind of get on the uh, similar level of, uh, uh, of other people in the space. So yeah. I know what's going on. I know how uh, some of the things work. Of course, like I don't know all the details of everything, right? There is just so much happening yeah, that you course. can't absorb it all. But uh, yeah, I which guess. is okay. But do you, you know the sources where to look for the answers. You know, like so if you if you're not familiar with something, you just know how to who to ask. You know, and it's it's the the space goes so quick, even in the bear. It goes so quick, and uh, I mean, it's uh, it's it. Like, I'm, I'm excited. Like when I look at this interview in I don't know five years. Yeah. What did we talk about? Exactly. Like, <laughs> is it is it still the topic, or like, in will we still call it an NFT, or it's completely like the the, the old term used and, and stuff like that? It's it's yeah. it's real. That's why that's what excites me because we have no idea. Nobody does. We have no idea. <laughs> but just, just there amazing. there seems to be someone. When I saw it initially, uh, I was ninety nine percent confident that was a scam, uh, but apparently it was not. Donald Trump uh, released his uh, collection uh, of uh, th- 45,000 yeah. NFTs. Uh, it did uh, more than 4 uh, million in the primary sales. In well, he's a businessman, of course. 24 hours. I was like, what the heck? It looked, this, this looked too weird to be true. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was. I, I still don't believe it. It's, it was, but it, it's funny. Like they, when they start digging deeper, they said like some of the images were taken from Shutterstock. <laughs> and like that, which is hilarious. And he's a businessman. He's he's a meme himself. A meme that became a president. And I don't want to talk <laughs> about it. It doesn't matter. And back to meme, <laughs> which is amazing. It, it speaks so much about what are we living through? What era are we living through? What works and what doesn't? And you can go really deep in your serious stuff and like being like this cool as an no you need to be a meme you know? 
<laughs> That's how you become a president. Yeah, no, that that was like to me. It it literally looked like a, a, <laughs> a rug like, pull, like a, right? Yeah, <laughs> amazing. And, and maybe it is. Maybe did we you will. buy one? Uh, no, I didn't. Did you? <laughs> I, I didn't. I mean, now looking back at it, uh, I probably I would say, give I it wish. a shot. Yeah. It was like hundred bucks, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah, but uh, no. No, did not feel did not feel like uh, something I wanted to ape into. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Well, uh, we could chat for uh, another hour, multiple hours. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was great having you on the show. It's um, a pleasure. I would love to do it again uh, soon, mm-hmm. uh, as you are progressing on all of your journeys uh, <laughs> with everything. Uh, but a lot of great insights into brand building uh, and. Uh, creating a, a culture as well as like things from the Web3 and NFTs. So thank you so much for hopping I appreciate on. it. I appreciate you having me. And I'm a big fan of yours and your show as well, because it's, uh, you, you, you know, you, the <laughs> consistency and everything, how you evolve. It's amazing. Uh, I love how you connect this Web2 and Web3 journeys. It's, that's, that's brilliant. Not many people do it in, in that way. So that's cool. And uh, yeah, wishing you all the best. And uh, let's... Uh, Let's talk after some time and see, look back and yeah, see what how happens. things evolve. Uh, I wanted to say happy holidays. Uh, it's most likely the last podcast that we are recording before the holidays. So we'll take nice. Uh, uh, we'll now go and enjoy uh, yeah, the holiday time. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, take also, some time off. Don't forget to GM during holidays as well. As well. Right. <laughs> GM, GM every on, day. GM on Twitter every day. That's, yeah. Uh, that's the name of the game. That's it's it's amazing though because it's uh you when you when you get into the habit of like the GMing and and seeing those GMs back and and you know like of course it takes fifteen minutes of your time a day which might be a lot for for you know but at, at the same time it's uh you are around kind of you know like this kind of uh, Woody Allen thing you just just show up and you're there every day and you you kind kind of try to give some some value to people as well and it's yeah. it's good I I love it. I love uh, it's good, some good vibes on Twitter. Absolutely. We'll see what's the future of it. Um, <laughs> uh, seems like Elon is going to step down let's see. Uh, after the poll. <laughs> uh, let's see about that. But uh, we'll talk about that next time. Let's go. All right. Thank you. LFG. Thank you, Lubo. Thank you for inviting me. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please follow us on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And, of course, we'll be thankful if you leave us a review. That's it for now. Till next time on the Next Level Show.